It's time we honor the biggest lie ever told, that if we made money as a business owner or hit a certain dollar amount, our problems would suddenly go away, right? My name is Cheryl Dorsey. I'm a data journalist, a tech founder, and a longtime entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and have done what feels like all the things. Yet I still wonder on a daily basis, am I doing this right? As entrepreneurs, we provide more time than we have, risk more money than most, and sell or are sold to more than we would like to admit. It's my mission through this show to give you a space to honor the powerful builder and CEO in you, even when sometimes it feels like no one should have left you in charge. Incredible work doesn't come without painful lessons. Welcome to I think I'm doing this right. So frequently on this show, I ask my guests, what do they think that they have gotten right in their journey? And some of the things that I actually feel like I've gotten right is being much more intentional about how the how I build success. But also, I feel like I've gotten to a place in my journey where I am redefining success for myself. And it's taken a lot of personal excavation and personal reflection. And for those of you who are also like on that same path of taking a look at some of the things you do not like about your journey, being tired, being irritable, never feeling like you're getting ahead, I have found that some of those identifiers help us to realize what is not working for us. Now, I don't know about you all, but I'm a geriatric millennial. I think we've established that. And the early 2000s was really marked by outwork everyone, right? Carve your space, outwork the next person, the early bird gets the worm, straight hustle, 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 hustle. I went to school in New York City I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology where folks were building their brands and their companies and it was always about the next opportunity and, you know, New York and the fast-pacedness and everything was about competition and, you know, coming in early, staying late. And I internalized that so much throughout my career. And even getting into leadership roles, your sense of worth was defined by what you could produce. Everything was attached to that narrative. And in some cases, my personal sense of value and contribution came by what I could actually produce. And even like telling you all this now, it's like really, really hard to think about because it seems absolutely absurd. But for how many of you do you equate what you're able to accomplish with who it is that you are and how you see yourselves? Like, let's be honest. Let's be 100% honest here. The treadmill works. The 80 hours a week, it works. Even with burnout, some of these things have been tried and true. It is about being relentless. It's about, you know, the grittiness, about being resilient, doing the hard things, doing the things that you, that you, that you don't necessarily want to do, but staying disciplined. I think all of those things are real and they're true. However, there has to be a level of balance. And that balance, I think, it comes from 
I love this term that Morgan Devon uh, uses, and she she calls it working smart. And it makes me think of you know my childhood. My grandfather in the early '90s like tricked out his house with all this incredible tech. And he had, you know, these incredible like garage door openers and, you know, like streaming security system before that became like a ubiquitous thing across like households. And so instead of coming all the way downstairs to see who was at the door, he already had like a camera and intercom that when you got to the door and you press the doorbell, immediately it went on and alerted him upstairs while he was watching golf or something, some kind of sports sports show, you know, that someone was downstairs so that he did not have to waste his time answering the door for somebody he wasn't particularly looking to entertain. And when I think about coming from that environment and being raised by technologists and innovators, the reality is we're supposed to be using these tools and being in this era of the 21st century, where we have so much at our, at our disposal. We're supposed to be using these items as leverage to make our lives more simple. And yet we've gotten and fallen into this trap of adding more things to our plate and something is breaking. We saw that, I think, with the, with the pandemic, right? Just the things that just were no longer sustainable, that go, 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 go. And it was hard to detach from. Like, I remember working for startups where my first week on the job, I was starting at 8 a.m. I was getting home after midnight. Like, I was doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner at work. And you were seen as a lackey if you weren't pulling 80 hours a week. If you weren't answering, you know, emails and, and taking calls on the weekends. I remember distinctively working on a campaign and we were working across different cities. I remember one of the managers having the flu and yet the thread of email chains, the thread of company like at the time, whatever the version of Slack was, like was blowing up. And I remember him saying like, y'all, I have the flu. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, like legit, like leave me alone. I can't get you this information because I am puking my brains out. And yet, like, that was the norm. The norm was, like, through sickness and in health, you have to work. You have to produce. You have to prove your value and your worth every day. And that's not to say that it is not significant for us to show up, to be disciplined, to, to, to prove what we're capable of, and all of those things. But having to take a step back and to say, okay, what actually is the goal and who it is that I'm becoming is so central to my journey as an entrepreneur. At some point, when I was in a leadership role, um, I got paired up with an executive coach. And I remember them pushing me to chart out what is important for you in your next role. And I remember her asking me about like, what kind of a team do I wanna work with? What kind of impact do I wanna have? What kind of style of working indoor leadership do I want to embark on? And I remember like for the first time in my like adult career after transitioning from college, asking those questions of myself. And that became part of the foundational guiding principles of what kind of a company do I want to build? Hey folks, my new podcast is not the only place to get tips and gems and updates from me. You can also go to my website at shereldorsey.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter, where I share thoughtful essays on productivity, innovation, business, as well as new projects I'm working on. 
I'd love to have you share this podcast and give me a shout on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or wherever you're being social these days. And if you're enjoying the content thus far, don't forget to leave your girl a review. Okay, now back to the show. The CEO of Buffer, I know his name is Joel. I think we follow each other on Twitter. He is so transparent about his process of running a remote team. And I remember telling myself if I were to ever run a business, I would 100% have a fully remote team so that I can travel and design my business around my life. And it's kind of easier said than done. But the idea of being intentional about how you want to work, how you want to live, is so inherent of the, in the ongoing process of determining how you show up for yourself as well as for your team. So it's important for me to not just like hire dope people and dope people who were ambitious, but knew how to work smarter and tell me like how to work smarter. It has been 100% important for us to continuously build out a space and an environment where we can do our best work, but it does not cloud our sense of we still have to live lives as like human beings. We still have our commitments and our responsibilities to not just ourselves, but to our families, to our communities, you know, to, to the work of like climate change. <laughs> like like there's, there's some more important things than just like pressing buttons and sending emails all day. And as much as like I honor both my journey, I honor the work that I do, the company that I'm building, at the end of the day, if we are burning ourselves out, if we are not getting to the goal in a healthy way, then I'm not fulfilling like the mission of creating a life, like just creating an actual life, creating a life of like intention. And it's so fascinating now as I think about how different my mentality is in this regard. It feels better to know that I can put on my calendar, I have a weekly therapy session team like don't schedule things around my my therapy session or to see some of my team members create a block for resting for there to be a slack channel that says hey you know i'm about to step outside and go take a walk i need to like be outside in nature for the next 30 minutes like i love that i love this transition we still work hard we're still killing it but we're not killing ourselves and i don't want you killing yourself as you're building your dream. I think I'm getting this part right. And I know that there's always gonna be constant improvement, constant evaluation, constant auditing of our systems, of our processes to make sure that we are staying aligned and we are staying you know, in this path of how do we create the best environment and experience that people actually want to stay in and stick to. And how do I, just as a leader, continue to kind of take a step back, break down my own ego and say, all right, team, like, where am I getting it wrong? So we can start to make that transition. I don't know about you, especially those who are starting to bring team members on, but I do hope that you are having these conversations internally and also knowing that you don't have to figure it out alone. You can do that in community. You can tap into your other entrepreneur friends. Some of me and my friends, me and my closest entrepreneur friends, we will get together and do brunch and talk about, hey, 
I am not having balance. I am exhausted. I am, I am stressed out. I am, I had to go and cry in the car. <laughs> like sometimes you just got to go and cry in the car. But that's when we know like something is wrong. And maybe that means, oh, it's time to get an executive assistant. Or I, I, I re- remember um, finally realizing like I have to hire an operations coordinator because my team is going to hate me if I keep bottlenecking things that they, they need access to immediately. And it's taking me way too long to get back to them. I don't know what pain points you are trying to work through right now, but you don't have to go it alone. You can tap into your community. You can learn from other entrepreneurs. You can continue to share this podcast. And you can also like turn to your team, turn to your family, like ask them, like, how do I do this better? How do I do this smarter? Like I'm stretching myself way too thin in this area. Is there a better way to do this? And what's so fascinating is coming from an environment of innovation where the question is, hey, how can we do this better? Just because we used to do it this way doesn't mean that we have to keep doing it the same way. To come from an industry that talks about innovation, we do not ask this question about work-life balance. We never ask this question about like, why am I spending 14-hour days here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Don't be that person. (laughs) Like, don't be that company. Don't be that leader. Like, consistently ask those questions and know that you don't have to do it alone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I hope to see you at the next one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right. I hope this was your one hour to breathe, connect, relate, and realize you are not alone on one of the greatest self-development journeys there is to embark on, entrepreneurship. Make sure to share this with your other friends who are just trying to figure it out so more of us can have a safe space to learn as we grow. Until next week, remember, this journey is all about grit, grace, and gratitude.